somebody know how to turn that off? Yes, I have some beautiful music behind me. <laughs> well, there's something playing, unless it's heaven. <laughs> Does anyone else hear it? <laughs> All right, well then, whatever's meant to be. <laughs> okay, so today the title of my message is called Bury the Past. Um, hallelujah. And we have a really unique opportunity because we are believers. You know, the, the um, world loves to make New Year's um, declarations and resolutions of what they're going to do new in this new year and how they're going to be a better person and achieve more and whatever it might be. But we have an opportunity, um, whether our past or whether this past year was filled with failures, ups or downs, ins or outs, um, discouragements, um, whatever your um, week was or year was filled with, we have an opportunity because of being believers to have the past buried because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new person or new creation. The old has passed away and behold, a new has come. In Revelations 21, 5, the Lord says, and he who was seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. We are starting this fast on January 5th through the 26th to help you, help me, us, bury our past, to put the past behind and set us up to step into the new. Amen. And so, yeah, we don't start it um, on January 1st because a lot of people get together with family and friends and they might fail the first day. <laughs> so we're going to start January 5th together to January 26th as we seek the Lord. Um, it's an opportunity for you to bury your past, to bury any kind of um, resolutions maybe that you didn't accomplish this year and just to start it fresh, start it new and with God's help. And so that's why we're doing a fast is because really what a fast is, is you're putting your flesh down and you're letting God take its place. Amen. Galatians 2.20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So during this fast, we're practicing putting our faith under, or putting our flesh under, sorry, and say no to our flesh and yes to God. So it's really important that as you're entering this new year, and if you're deciding to join us with this fast, like um, Clayton said, it can be anything from fasting media, social media, TV, fasting fatty foods, desserts, uh, meats, Whatever um, God lays on your heart, God's given me something specific. I was a, I mean, I've been praying about it for a little bit, what he has for me, but he kind of caught me off guard and showed me what I'm supposed to do, um, and I'm not sharing that with you because you're going to be watching. Um, no, it's between you and God, and, and it's between me and God, And but it, what it is is it's going to give you breakthrough, and you're putting your flesh down in an area, and you're allowing God to take 
that place. And so it's really important that you don't just put your flesh down in an area and give up something for 21 days and not fill fill it with God. Because something else, believe it or not, will find its way in there to take its place if you don't put God there. So um, Paul said he crucifies the flesh. That's something that he has to, you have to decide to do. You make a decision of your heart. You're going to fast. You're going to crucify your flesh for a 21-day period and say, God, I'm going to give you the first part of this year, I'm going to seek you. I'm going to put my flesh under in this area, whatever area he's showing you, and I ask you just to fill me up. I ask you to, um, you know, f- fill me up. I ask you to give me breakthrough in, my, in that area. Maybe that area has you in bondage. Or maybe you're, pr- you're giving that up in specific because you want to have breakthrough in your family or in salvations in your family. Or because we're doing it corporately, we're going to have breakthrough in the church and in, in corporately and um, for this body of Christ. So whatever it is, during that time, make sure that you're setting aside extra time to fill that with God. Amen. Ephesians 4, through 24 says, lay aside, all these things are decisions you have to make. Lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with its lusts of deceit, that you would be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is in likeness of God and has been created in righteousness and in holiness of the truth. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And so you could say, if something that you're doing couldn't glorify God, maybe you shouldn't be doing it at all. So maybe that's something that you should be fasting, (laughs) putting your flesh down, saying no to that and saying yes to God in its place. And so um, something that we need to practice and that we need to do So we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. We're not any longer um, to be in bondage to the flesh and to sin and to death, hell, and the grave because Jesus already got the keys to all that for us. Amen? Um, We have to make a decision, though, as Paul did, to die to self, to put that flesh down and allow God to step in and take its place. So if we desire, I don't know about you, but if you desire a better year this year than last, then we're going to have to do something to make sure that happens, right? (laughs) Uh, If we do the same thing, the same outcome is going to happen. So why not, if you've never fasted before, why not start now? Amen? If you've never um, made a decision to put your flesh under before, And let God fill that void. Let God fill that place. Then today or January 5th is the day to make that decision and say, God, I am going to put my flesh down. I'm going to crucify my flesh because I want more of you. I want more of your presence in my life. I want breakthrough in my family or I want breakthrough in my personal walk with you or I want breakthrough for my church. And so we're crucifying our flesh. We're, we're dedicating that time or that thing that has been either holding us in bondage or has distracted us, and we're committing it to the Lord, and we're filling its place with God. Amen? Luke 9, 23 
And so this is for any man or any woman. If anyone wishes to come to me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. That's, it's a daily decision. When you're on a 21-day fast, you're going to wake up every day, and you have to remake that decision that you're going to do this for the Lord. And every day that you accomplish, it's a victory. It's exciting because you're actually drawing closer to God. You're actually, and whether you see the results immediately or not, you're getting victory. You're moving from glory to glory in your walk with God, victory to victory, faith to faith, in, in um, breakthrough in, for the church, for you, you, yourself, for your family, for your friends. You're making a way where there was no way. Amen? And so it's really important, the Word of God says, if anyone wants to be my follower, take up your cross daily and follow me. And so that's what we're doing. We want to draw closer to God this year. We don't want it to be a repeat of last year. There might have been some great victories. There might have been some awesome things that took place last year. I know in our lives, we have amazing victories this year. But I still want it to be better than the last. I still want to move from glory to glory. And um, I've never started off a year, and I'm just being honest, I fast fairly often, you know, throughout the year, but I've never actually started off a year with a fast. And I'm excited because God's leading us to do this as a body, and it also helps with accountability, doesn't it, um, to know that other people are doing this with you, um, and you can see breakthrough together and victories together, and as the church um, God's presence manifests, or as he moves, or as he draws people, you can know that you're a part of that. You're a part of that breakthrough. Amen? Isn't that exciting? So every, all of this is a decision that you need to make to bury your past, or bury your flesh, your old man, and put on the new man, which is given to you by Christ Jesus daily. Philippians 4, 8, the Lord says, Think on things that are pure, Lovely, honest, and of a good report. We're talking about filling those places now. You're putting off, like, let's say some of you might be secular music. There's a secular, there's a Christian music challenge for 21 days. You could do that if you're, you know, not typically someone who listens to Christian music. And you decide, I'm going to listen to worship music only for 21 days. You will be sowing to your spirit and reap of the spirit of God. You will not be sowing to your flesh corruption and foul language and foul thinking. For 21 days, committing your thought life to the Lord will do you good and not harm. Amen? Why? Because Philippians 4.8 says, for us to think on things that are pure, lovely, honest. Maybe there's certain shows that you know are not pleasing to God. Uh, certain shows that God... If Jesus was sitting right next to you, would you be watching it? Well, I got news for you. <laughs> He's always sitting right next to you. And that kind of makes you, you know, like you cringe a little bit. Like, yikes, what have I been watching? What have I been listening to? But we have to think these things. And he says, think on things that are pure, lovely, honest, and of a good report. If you want victory, if you want victory this year better than last, then you're going to have to make some changes and replace those things that you're burying with more of God. Galatians 6, 8, he says, I just quoted this, but he says it, sow to the spirit and you'll reap of the spirit. Sow to the flesh and you'll reap of the flesh. 
It's like a duh situation. (laughs) You need to do things like the seeds that you want. If you want tomatoes, you're not going to sow watermelon, right? If you want roses, you're not going to sow a sunflower, the seeds for a sunflower. So if you want more of God, you want more of the things of God, you want the move of God, you want breakthrough, you want salvation in your family, you want breakthrough in all these spiritual areas, then stop sowing to your carnal man, your fleshly man. Start sowing to the Spirit of God. Start seeking God first. Amen? Matthew 6.33, he says, seek me first, and all these things will be added unto you. The results are you're growing up in the Spirit of God. You're becoming more sensitive to the things of God. You know, and so it's funny how we come to church and we're so excited about God. We love God, man. We love having special speakers come in or we love when the Holy Spirit takes the service and just moves so supernaturally and we want that all the time. But yet we leave here and we sow to the flesh. And then we come back and we expect God to move. He says in his word, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, will pray, will seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. You could say turn from their fleshly desires or who would bury their past, then I will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sin. Then I will heal their land. If we want breakthrough in the church, there's going to have to be some pasts being buried. There's going to have to be some flesh being put down and God's going to have to take the place and you're going to have to spend some extra time on your knees or extra time in the word of God, hearing the word of God, meditating on the word of God, confessing and speaking the word of God. If we want to see the results that we so desire and that we so enjoy, we're going to have to do and sow the right kinds of seeds. In Psalms 1, verses 1 and 2, it says, Oh, the joys who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted on the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and whatever they do will prosper. Well, if you say, I want that to be me, well, guess what? The seed that you're going to have to sow is getting in the word and meditating on it. You can't just admire someone who's prospering spiritually, growing up spiritually, manifesting the gifts of the spirit, desire that thing, but then go and sow TV, TV, TV. You're not going to reap the same kind of results. He said, he who sows of the flesh will reap of the flesh. All you're going to reap is corruption from the world. Guess what? We're not in, we're not supposed to be in and of this world. We're supposed to be in this world, but not of this world. We're supposed to stand out. Our lifestyle is supposed to be a new man in Christ Jesus, no longer bound to the, to the, same bondages that this world has. We're not supposed to look like them. We're supposed to stand out and let our light shine before men. And there's going to have to be some things if you want you to stand out. If you want you to get breakthrough, then you are going to have to make a decision to die to yourself daily. Paul didn't become Paul the great apostle. 
just because of his call. He had to decide daily, and you see it in the scriptures, to die to self, to crucify his flesh. Did he have fleshly desires? Yes, he did, or he wouldn't have said, I have to die daily. I crucify my flesh so that it's no longer I, the fleshly man who lives, but it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. If we desire breakthrough this year like never before in our personal lives, in our spiritual walks, as a church, as a ministry, in our finances, in our family, we're going to have to do some things such as humble ourselves, seek his face, turn from wicked ways, fleshly desires, and then he'll hear from heaven. He'll forgive our sin, and he'll begin moving like we've never seen him move before. And it is time, and it is the time where he desires to pour out his spirit in such a mighty way and, and, and to move in ways above and beyond all our minds could comprehend. It is that time and season right now. But if you are one who are going to partake in this greater glory, then you're going to have to do some things and adjust your life so that he can use you for his glory. Amen? He can't fill new wine in old wineskins. You got to put on the new man. You got to put on that new wineskin. You got to step into who he called you to be and what he purchased for you on the cross. Stop partaking of the things of this world. Stop partaking in what your flesh craves. All of that's going to fall away. The only thing that matters in this life is Jesus and what you did for him. He said, do all to glorify God. If what you're doing, what you're thinking, what you're listening to is not glorifying to God, then repent and turn from it. He says, turn from your wicked ways. So that you can hear from heaven, so that he can hear from heaven your prayers, your desires. Another thing that we could do, so we're talking about filling where you're putting your flesh down. Now there's things you're going to have to do to fill that spot so that something else doesn't creep in. Because the enemy would love to fill that bad habit with a different bad habit, right? So let's put our flesh down and make sure that we're filling it up with Jesus. Let's meditate on the word of God. Let's listen to the word of God. Jude 2.20 says, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So spend extra time praying in the Holy Spirit. It's really easy, especially if you're a mom. That's one great way to get filled up because as you're or a man working or whatever, as you're headed to work, as you're heading home, as you're at the desk, whatever job you do, you can be praying in the Holy Spirit under your breath. You could be worshiping God. Or you could wake up early, get some scriptures in your heart that you can meditate on all day long. There is absolutely no person and no excuse. It's totally a decision that you have to make because there's no job that won't allow you to mumble under your breath. <laughs> Or for they don't know what you're dwelling on and what you're thinking on if you're thinking on and glorifying God by meditating on the word of God all day long. 
there are ways around the work clock. <laughs> Amen. In uh, Romans 10, 17, we need to be reading the word and listening to the word. Remember, we're filling that void. We're filling that place that we used to do that thing that we're going to be fasting. He says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. If we want to be built up in our faith, we can pray in the Holy Spirit. We can meditate on the word of God because you're going to develop fruits in all kinds of ways there. Or you can listen to the word of God, read the word of God. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so I'm not just talking about coming Sunday morning. I'm talking about reading the word of God out loud. I'm talking about listening to preaching uh, throughout the week. Speaking it out yourself, getting 10 scriptures that you're meditating on and speaking it out out loud so you're hearing it. We need to be not just believers but doers of the word of God. Not just be the ones who know it all but that we do it all. Because that's how we're going to reap the results because we're actually sowing seeds and we're watering those seeds and we're going to see a harvest of righteousness because of those seeds. I want, I've, I've had numerous supernatural breakthrough within a year or two because of different fasts that I've gone on. God's led me on 10-day juice fast, 14-day juice fast, 21-day um, Daniel fasts, um, each one, when I was done, some of them instantly I knew um, the breakthrough that came. Each one, um, some of them God led me to, some of them I decided to do. Each one was different. I was putting my flesh down in different ways. Um, this one is going to be different than anything I've ever done before. But um, Clayton's still trying to figure it out. <laughs> Sorry, honey, he's not going to figure it out. He'll wonder, no. Um, but each time, no, you won't. Each time... He's going to be perplexed. Each time, great breakthrough has come. Great victory or great impartation by the Spirit of God. I want you to be in expectation that you're not doing this in vain. You're doing this as a body, as a corporate body. Um, and breakthrough's coming for our church. I want you to do this and expect breakthrough in your personal walk with the Lord. Guess what? James 4, 8 says, as you draw close to God, he draws close to you. This is just like an absolute automatic. You're making a decision to fast, which means you're putting your flesh down, which means you're automatically drawing closer to the Lord. But even more so if you start filling that time or filling that behavior with a good behavior such as reading the word or meditating on the word or um, only listening to Christian music or worship music or whatever it is you're going to fill it with. You're going to draw closer to God. You're going to reap blessing. He who sows to the Spirit will reap of the Spirit. It is an automatic. And that's exciting. You can be an expectation that you're going from glory to glory. You know, I didn't always understand fasts. And, I, and actually just recently, um, I was asking the Lord for breakthrough in a certain area, what was going to bring me the victory and what was going to bring me to the next level of what I was seeking the Lord for. And the Lord led me to Daniel 1 and 2. 
Well, we all know the Daniel fast, you know. I think we all do. It's pretty much fruits and vegetables. Anyways, we know he got breakthrough after 21 days of seeking the Lord and an answer to his prayer regarding his nation. However, um, had he not sought the Lord, and I'm going to tell you something about Daniel 1 and 2 in a second, but this isn't it. Um, Had he not sought the Lord, he would not have seen the breakthrough for his nation. It was because he stood in the gap. Do you know that God searches for men, women to stand in the gap, and sometimes he doesn't find any. But if we say, Lord, here here am I, send me, you know, I'll do it for you. I'll stand in the gap. I'll pray. I'll seek your face. I'll turn from my wicked ways or from my fleshly desires, Lord, and I'll put you first during those 21 days so that breakthrough can come for my church or my family or the salvation of my loved ones or for me personally, whatever it is you're seeking the Lord for. Anyways, so he got breakthrough after that 21 days. And um, it says that the enemy had sent demons to hinder the answer to prayer. And during that 21 days of fasting and praying, God sent angels to fight the battle for him. So angelic activity comes on the scene when you're praying and fasting. And we want that to take place because the enemy is not for a church like this at all. He's fighting against us. And that's okay because greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. We're making more damage on the kingdom of hell with just the few of us because <laughs> one can put a 1,000 to fly and two 10,000. When we come together and pray in agreement in a corporate fast and prayer, imagine what's going to take place to the kingdom of hell and what's going to break through for the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. So anyways, back to my story. Recently, um, the Lord spoke to me in a supernatural way, spoke to me through a vision and told me to read Daniel 1 and 2 after praying and asking him, um, what's going to bring me breakthrough? What's going to give me the victory or bring me to the next level of what I'm seeking you for? And the Lord says, read Daniel 1 and 2. And I started reading. And in this passage, this is the first time that I had never read that Daniel had gone on a 10-day fast. And after this 10-day fast of only fruits and vegetables, he received that gift of um, dreams and visions and interpretation of dreams and visions. And before that, he hadn't received that. So as a result of that fast, he got a gift. Or we could say maybe it was in him, maybe it was activated. These are things that you can expect that as you pray and as you fast, that gifts are being unlocked in you. Or manifestations of the Spirit will start to develop. Um, Because you're putting your flesh down. And so he made a decision to put his flesh down. And let me just say, I did it, you know. (laughs) I got some breakthrough. And every time the Lord has shown me to do something or as I was, was fasting and praying, about a week to a month after that fast, I would receive a supernatural breakthrough in that specific area. Um. That's how Revival MKE came about. It was a download from heaven a week after I finished a 21-day fast. Not expecting it, not planning it, not praying about it. It was just, here's a gift. So God can do supernatural things when you'll 
sow to the Spirit, you'll reap of the Spirit of God. It's exciting, and I'm excited. We've never, as a body, I don't think, done a corporate fast, and so I think this is very important, and it's very time-sensitive for this body. So it's so important not to just bury the old and, and make a decision in this new year to go on this fast and, and feel good about yourself. You're doing it to get rid of the past, to put your flesh down, and you want to sow to the Spirit in its place. In place of sowing to the flesh in that area, you want to sow to the Spirit by praying and seeking God, by meditating on the Word of God, by listening to the Word of God, by worshiping the Lord, or by building yourself up in prayer and and praying in the Holy Spirit. You want to pump some spiritual iron during this time. Amen? Replace it with something new so that nothing else will be a substitute. Hallelujah. (laughs) Um, Spend time sowing to the, the right kinds of seeds back into your life so that you get the harvest that you want to see. You want to see a victory in your life. You want to see spiritual growth in your life. It only makes sense, right, to sow to the Spirit, to start spending more time with the Lord, to start spending more time um, reading the Word. If you want to grow in your knowledge of God, it's not going to just come by coming on Sunday mornings. Yeah, take the Word, make some notes, and then meditate on it. Open up those notes and look them up for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. I'm not going to lie, but don't take my word for it. Take his word for it. Open up his word and look those scriptures up yourself and let them sink deep down into your heart. Amen? In Luke 6.45, it says, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. But an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. (laughs) Another version says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And that's kind of scary because um, I hear a lot of believers cursing, which means that they're sowing into themselves corruption. They're sowing into themselves death. They're sowing into themselves things on TV or things on media or whatever that is getting deep down and they don't realize it. The reason they're cursing is because it's in their heart. And the Bible says that someone who speaks from their heart evil things is an evil person. If you don't want to see yourself be that person anymore, if you don't want to be um, producing evil things out of your life and you don't want your flesh looking like a part of this world, then you need to put some things down and you need to do this fast. And you need to sow to the Spirit and sow into your heart things that are going to give you eternal reward. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. You're going to either speak blessing or cursing, life or death. Your tongue, the word of God says, is the rudder of your ship. It's going to guide your, where your life goes. So the only way you're going to be able to speak life and really have an effect and mean it is if you get this word down into your heart first. 
And then you can speak from your heart, from your spirit, truth and life, blessing and not cursing. Amen? I know it's powerful, it's strong, but if we want a different year, we want to go from glory to glory. We don't want to be stuck in the rut that we've always been stuck in, making a New Year's resolution, failing on the New Year's resolution. We're not talking about weight loss here, people. We're talking about going from glory to glory in our walks with the Lord. The Bible says those who are pure in heart will see God. I don't know about you, but I want to see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords evident in my life. I want to go out into all the world and shine the light so people may see the glory of God. The word of God says, unless we tell them, they won't know. We are the preachers sent out into all the world. And unless we put our flesh down, we won't be so full of the glory of God that they'll see a light. Unless we put our flesh down, and sow into our hearts things that are going to come out of the abundance of our heart with life and blessing. They may not even know you're a believer. But when you sow the word of God, when you sow to the spirit and spend time with God and you come out of that prayer closet with the glory of God on you and you don't even know it, and you go out into the world to do your everyday thing, something's going to happen. God is going to manifest. The Bible says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. When you start talking to people, those rivers, that anointing will start destroying yokes of bondages in people's lives that you are speaking to, whether it's ordering a cup of coffee, whether it's working with somebody, whether it's ministering to somebody, God will use you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the mood music. <laughs> Romans 6, 6 says, Our old self was crucified, buried with him, in order that our body with sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. You choose this day who you're going to serve. Every day, Paul said, I die to self daily. Jesus did something for us. He got crucified so that we would be buried, that our flesh would die with him on the cross, so that we no longer would live this life of death, re wreaking corruption, but that we would live and have eternal life, no longer slaves to sin. That's the reason we're standing out. We should be standing out, is we're not slaves to sin. We don't desire the same things that this world desires. We desire God. Do you not even know how good and pleasant it is to dwell in God's presence? Because I don't believe believers should be living a life of sin and, and enjoying it. 
if they only knew the good that God has for them and has in store for them. And the word of God says, joy unspeakable and full of glory. We haven't, if you haven't put your flesh down and gotten into God's presence to even experience that joy, unspeakable and full of glory, you don't know what you're missing. The devil and his drunkards have nothing on God. The devil is a mimic, deceiver of the brethren. Whatever God does and whatever's real and true, the devil makes a mock of it. On New Year's Eve, the very night that you come into a new year, so many people are making New Year, it doesn't make any sense, New Year's resolutions but yet are partying the night away doing things that they're supposed to be putting in their past. (laughs) And it should be the same for believers, really, in a sense. We should be burying the old man and not partaking in the very fleshly things that we're trying to put behind us. Bury our past. Crucify it with Christ. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm a child of God. He purchased my freedom. I live to please God. Out of the abundance of my heart, I speak life. I speak blessing. The greater one lives in me, and I let him dominate my life. Galatians 5, 16 through 18 says, But I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of your flesh. This is what I'm talking about. If you would only experience the joy unspeakable and full of glory that God has, you wouldn't even desire the things the enemy has. All that the enemy has, look at the effects. Divorce. Addiction. Suicide, hurt, depression, oppression. The Bible says sin is for fun for a moment. But after that, you reap corruption. The word of God says, if you'll sow to the spirit, you'll reap of the spirit. Life, joy, peace. All the fruits of the spirit It's the fruit, it's the evidence that you've got God living in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, self-control. Against such there is no law. You can have as much as you want. As you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap these things. More joy than you could have ever asked for. More peace, which passes all understanding, guarding your heart and mind. More grace, more strength, more love towards the unlovely, those who are hurting you, those who have spoken against you. And it's so much more peaceful and enjoy, full of joy. Life is so much more filled with joy and enjoyment, living for God and pleasing God, rather than feeling like, oh, I failed again. When you walk in the Spirit, when you're living to please the Spirit, when you're living and sowing to the Spirit, he says you will not fulfill 
the deeds or lusts of your flesh. Why? Because this is so much more fun, getting lost in the spirit, seeing God, having him lead you and guide you, giving you appointments, um, having you pray about certain things and seeing them come to pass in your life. It's so much more exciting having the miraculous take place in your life and the reality that God's alive than take partake in the things of the flesh and the things the enemy and the world craves which is really going to end in eternal destruction. He says, I walk in the Spirit, and you will not carry out the deeds of your flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these two are in opposition one to another, so that you will never do the things you please. It sounds like a failed New Year's resolution to me. (laughs) If you're trying every year to be a better person, you're trying to kick a habit. You're trying to do more for the Lord, but you keep yielding to those fleshly desires, the things that the world craves. You may love God in your heart, and you have that going for you, but you feel bad. You feel like kicking yourself. You're you're failing. Try something new. Try burying that old man. Try putting on the new man. How? Go on this fast with us. Put that old man down. And make a decision just for 21 days. Do it one day at a time. Die daily one day at a time. And so do the Spirit. You're going to reap nothing but blessings. You're going to reap nothing but more of the Spirit of God, more of his peace, more of his presence, more of his joy, and more of his direction in your life. He says in his word, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Well, when you're trusting the Lord, you're putting your flesh down, and you're sowing to the Spirit, you're going to start getting more direction than you've ever received. Like I said, I got the download about Revival MKE, and it's for the body of Christ because God wants to instruct the body on how to live a Spirit-led life and how to uh, be used in the gifts of the Spirit And hear the voice of the Spirit because not all churches know about this stuff. And so after a fast, God downloaded that to me. That is exactly what he means. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I'm not leaning to my own understanding about what breakthrough exactly I'm going to receive or how it's going to happen. But as I'm on this fast, I'm trusting the Lord. I'm seeking him. And he's going to show me how to go on this path. Breakthrough is going to come. The word of God says, draw close to me and I will draw close to you. Sow to the spirit and you will reap of the spirit. He will watch over his word to perform it. Breakthrough is coming, people. In your life, in the church, and even greater breakthrough. Ministries. Let me say it over. But I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not carry out the deeds of your flesh. So we'll say, so to the Spirit, and you won't have such a hard time putting down the deeds of your flesh. 
fill that time with the things of the Spirit of God. You're going to get more enjoyment from that, and you won't have a desire to fulfill the deeds of your flesh. It's a decision to die daily. Sometimes God will give you supernatural grace and strength, and you can ask him for supernatural grace and strength to do it, but you have to make a decision that you want to do it to put down the deeds of the flesh, and you have to make a decision. God's not going to wake you up and the Bible's going to plop open on your chest and you're going to just suddenly start reading. No, you have to make a decision. I'm going to wake up early, I'm going to open my Bible, and I'm going to read it. Sometimes he'll speak to your heart of Scripture and you can go look it up and meditate on it. But most of the time, you make a decision of your heart to sit down, read it, and meditate on it. Just telling it like it is. For the flesh sets his desires against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these two are in opposition one to another so that you may not do the things you please. So your heart's desire has always been to be used by God, right? But if you're warring your flesh against your spirit always, flesh against your spirit, sometimes you do spiritual things, sometimes you do fleshly things, sometimes you do spiritual, sometimes you do fleshly, it's a war so that you don't ever do the thing that you really desire, which is to please God, which is to fulfill the call that God has on your life, which is to step into a greater anointing, which is to receive greater breakthrough for your family, or whatever it is that you please The war is so that you don't step into that. But you can get the victory. Walk in the Spirit. Don't fulfill the deeds of your flesh. So you do step into that which you desire and please. But if you are led by the Spirit, the Word of God says you are not under the law. You're no longer bound by sin that so easily entangles us. You're no longer bound by the things of this world because Jesus gives you freedom. His spirit gives you power to overcome the deeds of the flesh. Don't try to do this in your own strength. Don't try to just make a declaration like a New Year's resolution and say, I'm going to go on this fast. I'm going to feel good about myself. I'm going to put down my flesh. Because sometimes I've gone on fast and I did it in the wrong sense, in the wrong way, and actually I failed. Weekend maybe. And then you feel condemned, you feel bad, like you failed. But when you're doing it for the Lord and you do it right and you're sowing to the Spirit during the times you're putting that flesh down, you get strength and grace from God. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of God. He'll strengthen you through the whole thing. So if you'll stay full of the Word and the Spirit by reading, meditating, confessing, by prayer, allowing Him to lead you along the right paths, you will fulfill the things that you desire in your heart. And you will not fulfill the deeds of your flesh. You'll come out into this new year full of the Spirit with the direction that you really want. Now, 
don't be discouraged immediately after the 21 days is over if you don't have some crazy breakthrough revelation that it took place or anything like that. Because like I said, um, even with Revival MKE, when God gave that to me, it happened like out of the blue, like a week after I had finished. For somebody else, it might be within a month or two after you finish. All of a sudden, it seems like something's breaking through. But the result is because of that fast. Like Daniel, after 21 days, he had set his heart from the first day. The Lord said he had an answer to prayer. But there was a competition for (laughs) what pleased God between his flesh and the enemy. And he put down the deeds of the flesh. And he sowed to the spirit prayer and seeking the Lord. And he got the victory. If you do this, you'll get the victory. Whether you sense it or not, immediately you are getting victory. You are being moved from glory to glory. And that in itself is a victory. The fact that you're making a decision to do it is a victory. But take it one day at a time. Die daily. And do not throw in the towel if you were to mess up. Jump back on. Don't give up. Just go a day longer than us. (laughs) Succeed. God will give you the grace and strength. Amen? So bury the past, the old man and its behaviors. Start this new year off right by yielding to the Spirit. Replace it even with more time spent with God. You're going to have a greater year than you had last year. And what, I mean, I'm just saying, because of my experience, after one fast and one victory, it's going to lead you right into another. Because you're going to desire more. And you're going to realize the... um, benefits. It's not a New Year's resolution. People fail with that. And actually, most gyms get the most enrollment in the first month of the year. And most people fall off within two months. This is not that. God is going to watch over his word to perform it. You are going to move from glory to glory, faith to faith. You are going to come into this new year stronger than you left last year. Hallelujah. Can I have the worship team back up here? I don't know if you're all here, but at least the keys and the two two ladies. Let's just worship the Lord for a little bit. James 4, 8, draw close to God. And he will draw close to you. Just play that last song or kind of the chorus of it. Draw close to God and he will draw close to you. Let's just close our eyes and just kind of worship God from our hearts. We just worship you, Lord. We just thank you, God. We want to do this for you, God. We just seek your face. Lord, this evening or this morning, we make a declaration of our hearts, Lord. We, I ask you, Father, 
to show each one, each individual, Lord, what it is that you want us to put down, what it is that you want us to fast. Father, we want this year to be greater than the last, and we know you want it to be too. Spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally. Father, we just pray that you would lead and guide our our time with you every day. During this fast, Lord, that January 5th through the 26th, Lord, Lord, wouldn't be a real struggle. There'd be such a grace that comes upon us, such an anointing, Lord. Father, I pray that spiritual eyes and ears would be open and increase our sensitivity and awareness of your presence during this time as we seek your face. Father, I just thank you that your word is true, that as we draw close to you during this time and this corporate fast, Father, that you would bring us all from breakthrough into breakthrough and move us all as a church body as well as individuals from glory to glory in our walks with you. And we just welcome you, Holy Spirit, just to have your way and to work in our hearts and lives in a supernatural way. Father, we just pray and ask you, Lord, just to purge us during this this time of fasting. Purge us from anything, Lord, that is displeasing to you, God. that we can be a vessel fit for your use. Just let the Lord minister to your hearts. Ask the Lord what it is that he'd have you. He might tell you right now, or maybe you already know. Maybe just because you're asking, um, he'll tell you later this week what it is he'd have you fast. God, but I want to encourage you, remember, don't just fast and then not fill it with God. You're fasting, you're putting your flesh down, and you're sowing to the Spirit so that you reap a harvest of the Spirit. Father, I just pray, Lord, that during this time and season, Lord, that you'd fill us up all so much with your glory, with your presence, with the sensitivity and awareness of your presence in our homes, in our families. I just pray and ask you for supernatural breakthrough. to him.